Hi, everyone. This week's episode is on fire. Seriously, it has filled my mind with so many things to think about and notice. It's kind of like a buy one, get one free. Two parts in one episode. First part, I want to share mindful musing. Second part, I'm going to introduce you to someone who may fill your mind with the way you may think about things a little bit differently. So I have this thing. Is it a philosophy? A perspective? I call them Godwinks. Godwinks come from my cousin Evan, who should have been a rabbi. He is wise. He is kind. He is soulful. To us, Godwinks are people, ideas, words we read, things that show up at just the right moment to teach, validate, and help. I personally try and notice them everywhere. If something's not working out for me, I just go inside, open my eyes, and look around to see a sign, if you will, of how things might be different. When I do, I get a little shiver, which I call a cell abrasion, C-E-L-L dash abrasion. It's like it's in my cells. So the first half of my story for you today is about the Godwinks of Strangers on a Plane. So during the summer, we went to Berlin to visit our daughter. She was in the middle of a job transition, and we had the pleasure of meeting her new boss and seeing Berlin through her eyes. We were thrilled to see her in a new job nine months into living there. There had been some really good things about what she had been doing, but also a lot of rough moments for her as she stepped up and out into adulting in a foreign country. You know, with a big job and all the pieces that come along with figuring out your life after college, it can be a lot. She was working her tushy off, and for not as much money as it was worth, in my humble opinion, um, or what she had left New York for. So, in just one big conversation, I said, you know, you need to shift perspective. It's fine if you want to be here and live this life you envision and are creating, but love, you can't work 70 hours a week for the money they pay. If you're going to do that, really, why are you living in Berlin? Berlin is about everything you can experience at this time in your life. And if you want to do the 70-hour work thing, you might as well go back to New York and work a traditional job and make the big bucks. We laughed, and she pointed to a sign on the train that we were riding, and we looked up, and there it was for BCG. Ha! BCG is Boston Consulting Group. They're a huge consulting firm, and they were advertising for folks. Well, the hilarious part was my husband started his career at Booz Allen, which is a competitor, and we're really familiar with BCG and the lifestyle, etc. Suffice to say, not for her. Alrighty, flash forward to the second week of our trip, and we all head to Portugal. We flew to Faro, and someone asked me to switch seats with them. It was a good seat in the bulkhead next to a young man. I didn't think anything of it. Halfway through the flight, something happened to my phone, and I figured, I don't know, he was young, he might know how to help. So I asked if he spoke English, and he said yes, and I proceeded to explain what I needed, and he showed me how to fix it. I said, wow, your English is quite good. 
And he said, well, you know, I did two years of college at Northeastern in Boston and then joined a consulting firm. Oh, I said, which one? You all know it's coming, right? BCG. What? Oh, <laughs> my God. It turns out my seatmate is the head of human resources now for Germany and Austria. Yeah. He went to the admin side a few years ago post-consulting. I have not laughed that hard in so long and told him the BCG train story and pointed a few rows back. He said, sounds like she's doing everything a 20-something should do. And it's super cool on top of all of it. And when she's done and realizes it's time for next, give her this. And he pressed his business card into my hand. He said, I'm always looking for smart, interesting, and well-rounded people. We have a culture team. Have her call me. Whoa. All right. Suffice to say, Addie's not leaving her job with the artist and magazine in Berlin to go work at BCG right now. But seriously, you guys, what are the chances that we had just spoken about it, that I had just used it as an example of something new, something she could always fall back on. And then I sit next to him and he gives me his card. Ah, that is a God wink. All is as it should be. Then flash forward to a few weeks ago. I have some friends I've been friends with since summer camp when I was 17 years old, and uh, they live in New York. One has become an international photographer, and the other two are attorneys, and the four of us have stayed friends pretty much our whole lives now. And we have a running text that we just jump on every once in a while, and they still make me laugh as hard as if I were 17. So a few weeks ago, the photographer invited me to be part of a project, which I'm going to tell you guys about another time. And one of the other guys said, hey, Rob, if you're coming to New York, it happens that I have some tickets to the Yankees game behind the scenes, and the four of us could go. And I'm like, wow, okay. I look around, I'm thinking, oh, I've got so much to do. I've already traveled, blah, 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 blah. And then I decided, why not? Be in the moment, stay with my friend, see my friends, and then I'll come home. I'll be gone for two or three days. And so I do. So I jump on the flight that's from Denver to New York that I had taken so many times before. And honestly, because of the travel I used to do for work, I rarely talk to people as much as I used to on a plane. Yes, I spoke to the gentleman on the flight from Berlin to Portugal. And every once in a while, I do talk to somebody. But for many years, I kind of was, mm, I don't know, like I had just been I had a job that had me active listening for literally sometimes eight to 10 hours a day. So by the time I got on the plane to go home, I really wasn't up for having a conversation. Sometimes I spoke to people on the way to a project because I would honestly practice on them. But for the most part, every once in a while I had a conversation and sometimes I decided I'm just going to listen to a podcast or read my book or watch a show. All right, so I go to New York, and for the first half of my trip, it's exactly what I did. I listened to a podcast, and I watched a little bit of a show, and then um, because of some difficulties on the flight, our flight attendant bought everybody a round of cocktails. 
Well, you know me, I'm not one to turn that down. And it turns out that the lovely lady sitting next to me said I could really use one as well. So we ended up having a cocktail and her husband was sitting in the window seat. It was obvious that there was something going on physically with him. And I had no idea what that might have been. But the way that she had him positioned against the wall and he was looking out the window and um, his feet were up on a block and he also had the largest smile on his face. I can't even explain it. It was like I was intrigued. So we end up she and I having this lovely visit while he sleeps and she tells me their story and my mouth is open and one thing leads to another and we have a second drink and I hear more of the story and I am beyond grateful to have sat next to them. So when he woke up, we spoke, he told me about this book he had written And he talked to me a little bit about who he was. And I said, I have this podcast, and I'm wondering if you would be willing to share your story. I am so blessed. At times, I happen to meet strangers on a plane who make a huge difference in our lives. And I think you might be one of those people. And I'd love to introduce you to the folks who listen to my podcast. So he agreed. And the second half of this podcast is my conversation with Tian. Let me tell you a little bit about him before we jump in. Tian is a doctor of physical therapy, and he practiced for 23 years prior to his injury. He's happily married to his wife, Sandy, of 30 years, and he has two wonderful grown children. He currently lives in Colorado, and he's authored two books titled Daily Reflections for Life's Journey 1 and 2. A spinal cord injury less than eight years ago derailed his life, but it has not deterred this man from continuing to enjoy a fruitful existence. And he achieves progress in his recovery with the ultimate goal to walk again one day. It is inspirational. It is mind-filling that he has the attitude and the fortitude to do everything that he has done given his life story. So let's welcome Tien to Mindful Conversations. Hi, Tien. Welcome to Mindful Conversations. It's such an honor to have you here. I can hardly believe I met you on a plane. And as I told in our story a little bit before you've joined me, the plane was flying from Denver to New York, and you and your wife sat next to me. And in our couple of hours together, it seemed like we had known each other forever. And I was honored to hear a little bit about your background. And I thought to myself, oh boy, Tian, I'd love the world to know you. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your early story that you shared with me on the plane? First of all, Robin, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to share my thoughts and experiences of what I have gone through in life and to have positivity be my sole guiding light for accomplishing outcomes that I am so grateful for. To begin, I was born in Saigon, now known as Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Unfortunately, 
My father was never around in my life, even at birth. He threw our family an unexpected curveball. So for a very long time, my incredible mother and siblings tried to stay strong and young as I was, did our best to survive his total absence. There were no other options except to forge ahead and weather the storm. And on top of the insult, we ended up struggling mightily to put food on the table and find adequate shelter. It was a challenge every day. I was also stricken with polio early on. Apparently, the vaccine did not arrive in time. And so the virus damaged the nerves that supplied both of my calves, which made them weak and impaired my ability to walk. Friends were hard to come by since I could not be as active. Childhood polio affects children under five years of age. Most with paralysis will get some of their strength back over time. Some will return to normal and a small percentage will die from the disease. I'm so glad to be one of the fortunate to gain a full return. Vietnam was a war-torn country at the time. Losing our freedom in the South to communism was inevitable, which happened in April of 1975. Even on some nights leading up to the final takeover, you can faintly hear the distant rumbling of the bombs drawing nearer. It was such a terrible time. We only packed a few suitcases, filled to the brim for the escape. Everything, and I mean everything, had to be left behind. You wouldn't know if you would ever see your relatives and friends again. Chaos was all around and seeing people scurry frantically throughout the city was numbing. So with a brush of luck, my family received much needed support and we were the first group of refugees to evacuate with the US military. You were so scared of the unknown that neither of us spoke a single word during our journey to America. We arrived on the island of Guam for our first quarantine period, which lasted for one week, and then on to Fort Chaffee, Arkansas for another three weeks to have the final checkup and paperwork done. And with that, our new adventure began on American soil. Wow. Tian, that is quite a beginning. And I know that from sitting next to you, you went on to have even more of a story to share. So our mindful listeners can't see you, but they can hear you. So if you are good enough to share your story, can you please tell us what happened? Of course. My latest setback is a spinal cord injury. I was hit by a fast-moving suburban as a pedestrian in 2014 while on a Thanksgiving vacation with my family. It all happened in a blink of an eye, and to this day, I have absolutely no memory of it. In addition to a C1-C2 fracture 
which is the highest level in the neck. I also suffered multiple injuries, a closed head injury, a dissected aorta that required resuscitation, torn left diaphragm, ruptured spleen, fractured left forearm, ruptured right eardrum, fractured ribs, right shoulder subluxation, fractured pelvis, left knee sprain, and a torn right knee ligament. I was put through the ringer for sure. The statistics were definitely not in my favor to even be alive, but everything happens for a reason. And with that, I'm still meant to be here for a greater purpose. Life does work in mysterious ways. Before this all happened, I was very active in health and fitness. Living in beautiful Colorado, it's like having a giant playground. I enjoyed participating in outdoor activities, hiking, skiing, and mountain biking, including doing 50 to 100 mile events. Hmm. Wow. These were outlets to stay in shape. But for me personally, they allowed me to be introspective and value everything. Hmm. I loved cooking delectable meals. It was a very therapeutic activity for me. And how can you not like world travel? To see the rest of the world and learn about the different cultures, food, and history is fun and inspiring. Oh my gosh, Tian. Wow. So it sounds like you live a life of the heart and the mind. Can you tell us, what is your mind full of these days? My mind these days, Robin, is full of being with loved ones who have supported me through the brightest and darkest hours. I reassure myself that life remains rewarding and has a lot left for me to write new chapters. Of course, my accident forever changed my life. But in my mind, it is another obstacle to conquer. I cannot change what has happened. So I continue to roll up my sleeves and put in the commitment and dedication to my current recovery process, which is going well, by the way. Mm. And to know that the results I am after will be there however long it takes to stay the course. Hmm. Phenomenal. So what is important to me is with hard work and determination, arriving at your conceived destination can be accomplished. It is what makes my current mission worthwhile. Oh my gosh, Tian. Wow, that just sounds like something we could all, that, how can I say, it's like, we would all like to do more of. You specifically mentioned earlier um, having some unwavering resolve. And I'm wondering if you could mm, help us fill our minds with one way to create that resolve for ourselves. Thank you for bringing that up. I shared earlier 
I have faced a plethora of adversities in my life, carrying the positive attitude to fight on and overcome them has allowed me to not only survive, but to come out with an increasing library of resiliency to tackle whatever lies ahead. When a distressing event occurs, you have really only two options. The middle road does not exist. You either deal with a circumstance by having a winning hand in mind or flat out give up. The latter is worthless to consider. Taking the avenue of staying in the moment, showing unwavering positivity, and being steadfast in defeating the fears and challenges in front of you will produce a happy human being in all aspects of life, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I believe humans have that capability. The ingredients are there. One just has to commit and put it in action. Mm. Wow. Tian, speaking of action, um, in, the in the intro, I mentioned that you've written a book called Daily Reflections for Life's Journeys 1 and 2. Can you tell us what it's about? Yes. I have written two books, which are part of a series to be completed in the new future. As the title implies, there are 31 days in a month. A reflection is provided for each day so the reader can apply it to feel positive and inspired. I also have a website centered on positivity as well. The postings involve topics about living and enriching life and experiencing things with full appreciation and gratitude. I have time now, to say the least, hmm. to put what I practice onto paper. Oh, lucky us. Wow. Well, my friend, speaking of time, I want to be respectful of yours. So as we close, Tian, if there is one thing you want people to fill their minds with based on hearing your story, what would that be? My way has always been to cherish everything we have during our precious time on earth. Not a lot should be wasted nor taken for granted. In life, there are peaks and valleys. The peaks are certainly the ones we appreciate with open arms. Adversities are the valleys, and they will always present themselves no matter how blue the sky is. Our well-being is highly tested in this regard. So when you are faced with hardship, be persevering and empower yourself with a belief that you will overcome it. The result will exponentially strengthen you in character and willpower. Without a doubt, that has helped me. Who I am today is from the victories gained and not by the defeats. All good things are achievable. So instill in you the mindset of believing the impossible can be possible. Lastly, relish the small things. Clear your mind of negative clutter, have passion and joy in all you do, and stay super positive. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. 
it is quite rewarding when it happens. So that is my perspective perspective on living life to the fullest. And it can be everyone's as well. Oh, Tian. Just what my spirit and I imagine many of our listeners' spirits needed to hear. An amazing and wonderful gentle reminders. Thank you so much. Everyone, you can find Tian's book, Daily Reflections for Life's Journey 1 and 2, and his website, kindtobehuman.com, in the show notes, as well as takeaways from today's conversation. While I titled the episode, Strangers on a Plane, I'd say meeting Tian and his lovely wife, Sandy, really makes it angels on a plane. Thank you, Tian, for having this conversation with me, for being with me on the plane. I don't often talk to folks, <laughs> but boy, am I happy that you and Sandy and I ended up in the same row and that I had the blessing to hear your story and to get to know you both and now to bring you to others so they too can be as inspired as I was the day I walked off the tarmac. Thank you. I'm so glad our paths crossed. I'm humbled to tell my story with you and listeners alike. I appreciate you having me on, Robin. Take great care. No, oh, thank you, Tian. I look forward to seeing you and Sandy soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.